business is it's another week in the books with the on deck tv podcast i am spike lou man holla at your boy animal brown the retired vegetarian aka demar the roasted aka sir wings a lot oh my god you should have stopped that demar the roasted then you would have been all right for this week but the sir wings a lot got you out of there <laughs> animal underscore brown if you're looking for me on instagram twitter it's now I am Spike Lou on the same social sites. If you're checking for me, these tweets, streets, and IGs. What you had up, man? Man, quarantine week, uh, infinity. I don't even know where we at. <laughs> I feel like this is everlasting. Like this is the, it's the new normal. Saying this new normal, new reality shit, but I don't really believe that, man. Like they getting it back cracking, as we're gonna talk about a little bit later. Yeah, it's gonna um, be cracking down here in the city. How you holding up, though? What's going I'm on? Straight. Uh, Good. Nigga, this ain't you just dead in the house. Just dead, dead. Walk in the park for you. I'm a homebody. Okay, that's your excuse. I, I don't want to go out. I, I want to go out just to put on shoes to justify me paying for shoes and fits. <laughs> that's the only reason I go out. I th- I guess t- it being taken away does make you kind of miss it. I know if people listen to this show heavy, you know, I'm not a big concert gore or anything like that, but just not having the option anymore. That's true. To go to a soccer game or to go to a basketball game, that makes it kind of weird. I was reading today uh, on Twitter and seeing Van Jones, another one of the creatives out there in the podcast world, snapped on your boy Kanye, who we'll talk about later. He was just talking about how he was dealing with all of this and just like the pressure as a creative to, to put good stuff out because people slick depending on it and how he was dealing with some mental health stuff but shouts out to everybody out there that's going through different stuff that ain't taking it well and they come here for a little release we're glad we're able to provide that for you guys so man we we rock it with you absolutely man and before we even get cracking man we gotta give a rest in peace to fred the godson uh, the new york mc succumb to uh covid19 through complications of asthma, um, man, it, it wasn't looking good from the start, but uh, people were hoping for the best, but uh, he didn't make it, man. He was in his 30s too, man, young cat, man, so that, that sucks, Yeah, obviously. Much, uh, condolences out to his family, his friends out there, man. It's sad news to hear when you lose one. Always also uh, prayers out to Scarface. He's on dialysis after his bout with COVID-19. Uh, he had uh, liver problems and things before. I think he made... I'm not sure what he was, what his uh, pre-existing conditions were, yeah. uh, but you know that the COVID left him a little weak out here, and he, he building himself back up on the dialysis machine, trying to get the liver right. So prayers out to Scarface as yeah. well, man. This week we're talking about Travis Scott putting up millions for the Fortnite record in his concert there, and Car- and Kanye's billionaire bid on the Forbes front cover. But first. 
Will French Montana, who went to Twitter this week, make a good battle with Kung Fu Kenny? Or actually, would it just be closer than most people think? Yeah, French said that he would, he would, you know what I mean, do, do some things in a battle against him and Kendrick. And on the surface, man, it sounds like an easy call. It sounds like it'd be Kendrick in a landslide. Um, he's clearly the better rapper and, and the better artist. Uh, I don't think anybody would debate that. However, upon further review, French makes a strong case that he would at least be close, if not win in an upset, if we're doing 20 for 20 versus style, bangers, singles. French Montana would actually make this interesting. I laughed at this at first, laughed him out of the building. Uh, but upon further review, uh, you low-key got French fucked up in a battle setting. That's funny that you say that nobody has French fucked up. He has himself fucked up, and we have to <laughs> really take heed to what's going on here. I don't think French can hang with Kendrick in a, a battle, and, and his music, though, is not the problem. I don't think that that's the issue here. The issue is French is out of touch. Like, French is out of touch for coming to Instagram on a random quarantine day where everybody's paying attention to social media and even thinking that people were taking in the right context and say, oh, well, he, he means songs. He means all his features. Because French got, he got work. You're absolutely right. But if you're mentioning Kendrick Lamar's name, you have to be J. Cole. Or you have to be uh, Big Sean. I don't know, well, you though. Have, you have to be. Not in a no battle one... for bangers? We talking singles and bangers? No, we're talking about being in touch. Like, I just mm. don't think that he's in touch. Enough. Like, yeah, singles and bangers, he can hang with them, but he can't even have that conversation with Kendrick because they're just on two different levels. Oh, One, okay. they, they, they they in two different classes as far as age, as far as stature, and it just doesn't make sense for him to randomly wake up one day and say, oh, you know what? I got heat, man, and I can run with Kendrick. People consider Kendrick largely to be the best rapper in the game, and I think that regardless if he can hang with him or not, the context isn't going to be taken correctly. And what I reference for saying that he's out of touch is after this, the whole beef that he got into with Young Thug going back and forth. And obviously, there seemed to be something that was brewing there that had to do with a girlfriend that Young Thug had, a fiance, excuse me, that French mm-hmm. to holler at. But even then, I don't think that he's in that lane to be going back and forth with Young Thug on Instagram. If I had to pick someone who even won that exchange, I would say it's Young Thug because immediately French go to the dress and all of this stuff. And it's like, okay, man. Young Thug takes like, okay, you want to go somewhere different with it? We can go there. And I don't think French is willing to go there. So he never should even engaged in this. So this whole thing is just coming up as him being out of touch, even with the Thug situation, with thinking he can be Kendrick. You got to sit down somewhere, man. Here's the thing. I don't know exactly where this came from. I find it hard to believe that French Montana woke up on a quarantine Sunday and just decided to call out Kendrick Lamar on a battle. I I have to believe this was provoked from somewhere where there was a comment or something. Somebody said it on a live because he brought the receipts. He posted his 20 and was like, what are we doing? And it's a strong 20 in this situation because we count features and the whole nine, like that's, I don't know. I don't. I'd have to see Kendrick's twenty. He might have a point. First Montana got a point, and Kendrick don't want no smoke with anybody. Period. So we know he's not gonna battle anybody on IG because he just he runs from smoke on a daily basis. But this would still be entertaining, though. Kendrick will smoke anybody. Period. There, <laughs> fix that part of it for you. And and I think the problem with this is, is it does seem like that this nigga just woke up and was like, oh, you know what, I can beat Kendrick. And like no, I doubt bro, that. 
I seriously I'm doubt that. that. I'm not saying that it happens, but you and I know that perception is 90% of how people perceive you. And him waking up and doing that, regardless if there were conversation, if there were comments, whatever happened, it looked like he just picked Kendrick Lamar, the wrong person that you want to pick, and randomly say, well, I can beat him in anything that has to do with rapping. Music. <laughs> like, it just it, it don't work. And then I just don't see how, like, he thinks that he is, um, like I said, he's a capable artist. He got hits. I ain't taking nothing away from him in that sense. But just even mentioned in Kendrick Lamar or it's, and I ain't just going to hold it exclusively to Kendrick. If he had said that about any other A-list person, if he had said, man, I can beat J. Cole in a battle, well, he probably can beat J. Cole in a battle. But I think people would immediately go to, man, nigga, you is crazy because it's French. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's French. And I don't think Young Thug was wrong to come out and say what he said. Like, I think his 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 verbiage was incorrect, calling him a pussy nigga and all that, but that's how young niggas talk. And I think French kind of probably took him, he probably took offense to that. But I don't really think that the young thug was like mean and no malice there. He was just calling him crazy as he was for saying that. Yeah. You think I, young I would, thug was being like standoffish or you think he was just like responding? No, nah, I think, I mean, that's how dude, that's how he be talking, but still you just I not, agree. just be calling him niggas. So you can't call him a grown ass standoffish. <laughs> That's how young okay. niggas talk, though. No, nigga. So, so wait, though. If you French and you wake up and you spew that out, so that's your morning already starting to think you could beat Kendrick. Niggas is going in on you. I'm not going to go back and forth for Young Doug all day after he say something too. Big pussy nigga or whatever you got to say, my nigga. Like, I'm not. I shoot him a DM, call him, something. But I ain't going back and forth for Young Doug all day. That ain't no win for you if you French my time. This ain't, ain't got the nice to do, it's like the Cheddar Boys DVDs, man. You better watch yourself, man. Out here playing with Thug. He ain't got nothing else to do, man. <laughs> what we got next? Uh, man, Wale, man. Wale released a short film for his single Sue Me off of last year's Wow, That's Crazy. Um, the eight-minute clip effectively put a spin on racial inequalities by depicting racial roles reversed in different scenarios. The video has been out about a week and hasn't cracked 500,000 views yet. Uh, in a day and age where videos can see billions of views, are you surprised that this isn't getting more attention? No. I think it's getting... Uh, it's a great video, first and foremost. I do like the uh, message that it sends, but I mean, I think that this is about the uh, the reception that someone like Wale gets. And I think this is the beef that he has all the time. That the art that he puts out is great. He's a great artist. And it's always seems to be above the level of the attention that it garners. But he should be used to it by now. And I'm not saying that it's right or it's wrong. I just don't think that you're going to see Wale on Good Morning to America uh, because he made a video that, that was about race or whatever it may be. He's not going to be um, Childish Gambino. Like mm. That's just not going to happen when he puts out material because Wale got so much baggage that comes with him. And I don't think that people actually listen to his message. The song has a great message. The video has a great message. And I mean, there are a lot of uh, um, publications out there like Complex, Vogue, Essence, all of them ran pieces about it. And they were speaking of the guy who helped Wale make it, Kirby Jean, Kirby John Raymond, Gene Raymond, yeah. and Cam Roberts to create it. Well, Cam is from DC. He's a uh, photographer and Kirby is a uh, fashion designer. Yeah, so those guys, 
yeah, they, they, those guys helped to make the video and they're being uh, called geniuses and it's brilliant as well. So I think that you have that niche crowd that tunes into Wale that respects this uh, hip hop heads, respect it. They like it. They see it. But it's not going to break into mainstream society. I don't think that happens. What about you? I think he did what Irv Gotti was trying to do with one of those Tales episodes. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but he did a tale. I think it was the first episode of the, one of the seasons and he reversed the roles and had the white people like in a black person's role. And it, and it just, it was terrible. Don't, don't go back and look at it. It, it. it was trash. This was done much better. And next time you see Wale and his feelings about the rap game, here is exhibit a dude. You put out some crack like this during a time like this, when everybody's on YouTube looking for shit to watch. And this isn't getting anywhere near the amount of attention it would have gotten, like, say, a Childish Gambino, this is a miracle, or if Kendrick was behind this, or if J. Cole was behind this. I personally think he should have took this concept and brought it to Kendrick or J. Cole and then directed the, this video for one, of their, for one of their newer joints. And I think he'd get a lot more respect being behind the scenes pulling something like this off than being in front of the scenes because then if he does complain about it people are gonna say oh they go wale again although when you look at Lil yachty dressing up as oprah getting 14 million views and then you see this shit get 400,000, bro he has a legitimate beef <laughs> with how what things are consumed and what gets crowned and what doesn't so it's fucked up, dude. J. Cole's video with the baby under the sun is at 26 million views, and that video was ass. Like, it, it, like it's, tr it's a trash-ass video. So I, I'm confused. We're quarantined. Everybody's looking for shit to watch. How in the fuck is this only at 400 and some thousand views? That makes no sense to me. The video is fire. The, the video is really good, but you would admittedly say that you are a Wale fan. And there, there, there was nothing, in my opinion, like I, I wasn't going to watch it if we didn't talk about it. Not because I don't like Wale. It just, like you said, there's a lot going on, a lot to consume. And people don't sit around and watch music videos anymore. This is something very controversial when it, like you said, made in America or Lil Yachty putting on a dress and acting like Oprah. Those things were very overt as far as you can read the tagline and see that something is going on. Like you really had, I had to read a breakdown of the Wale video, and, 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 and I mean, I got it, of course, because I heard the song. But with that being said, there will be people that won't pick up on it as quickly. Therefore, it won't spread like wildfire, like the Made in America video, because the shit was this right there. Seen, oh, excuse me, this is America video, because it was right there. You seen them shooting the gun and the different images or imagery that was there. I don't think that Wale really was clear in expressing the imagery of it. It's a great idea, and the, the concept of it was great. And I also agree with you if J. Cole had done this, Kendrick Lamar had done this, this shit would be uh, everywhere. It would be 25 million views, first day, all of that shit. Uh, but, I mean, this is this is the lane that Wale has chosen. He's a creative more so than he is anything. And the fact that it is getting critically acclaimed, acclaimed from the people that matter, the important people, and not just being accepted by the masses, I would argue that that's probably more important to him and his brand than if it gets 50 to 60 million views. Nah, like, Wale's had the opportunity to be famous. You put you he push it out to be consumed like for people to get it, You especially when you got a message in it. He knows the writers and the publications get it. He know that. Then they're not the people that need to understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it needs I, to get I to the masses. I don't think that Wale puts 
material out. I don't think that he's putting out stuff with the hopes of it getting to the masses, though. Like he understands. I think that the reason that we don't see him complain as much anymore is that he he has kind of taken his place, and it, it sounds kind of nasty to say, like taking his place, like he got sunned away, but. I think that he more so appreciates where he's at in this game and that he's not going to be a Kendrick Lamar. He's not going to be a J. Cole, but he can do stuff like this. It can resonate with the people who are important. But 60 to 70 million people won't see it, but he can't get upset about that either because he needs Wale. Yeah, I, I listen, I understand why he would be sour. Like, it's, <laughs> these are examples. Like, no, nobody can be like, man, I don't understand why Wale snapped like that. No, yes, you can, nigga. It, like, this right here is the reason why niggas look around and go, really? You know what I'm saying? When, when you put a high-quality video to match an equally high-quality song, and it's crickets, but then hyped-up people drop bullshit I mean, and it's <laughs> millions of clicks, you, you got to look around and be like, where am I? Am I in a Twilight Zone? What am I doing? But this doesn't. This is not the type of song or video that's gonna get Wale his second win, though. Like, okay, if this, if this were Jordan Lucas, it probably would have got more attention even than it did with Wale. Just because Jordan Lucas hasn't really hit a stride yet, where he's been accepted by mainstream America, I think that this more so hasn't been accepted. Not because it's not a good idea, or that Wale doesn't deserve it, but I think he's had his chance for people to pay attention to him and put him on that next tier or that next level and it never happened so people like he's not gonna get the attention of the masses again it's not gonna happen unless he pull like some kanye shit yeah this is this is definitely a top five video of the year speaking of joining lucas he might have the best video of the year with that will smith joint that shit was hard mm. yeah i ain't never watched that i remember you told me about that what's next though Next, we have the Stay at Home Challenge launched by T.I. and a couple of other people out there in the stratosphere. They're trying to get you to stay home. A lot of governors went to um, their press releases for this week, and, you know, they're starting to reopen some of the states out there. But being that black people are more affected by this pandemic, T.I. steps up along with some mayors and other people of importance and says, hey, stay home, y'all. Let's still give it some more time before we go back out. So he's issuing a challenge of you doing interesting stuff at home. Is this a good idea for T.I. or should he just stay out the way and let people get back to their money? Uh, if T.I. believes that this is a real problem for people that look like him, which is, that's kind of what the numbers are suggesting, then yeah, I mean, it's, then it's fine. Um, as long as there's no hidden agenda behind it or, you know what I mean, any type of, any type of fugazi, you know, shit hiding in the wings, then yeah, that, then it's cool. I, I get it. I would advise him, though, to be to be responsible and make sure that you're not only are you telling people to stay home, it's the uh, hashtag hip hop stays home or some shit Mm -hmm. or hip hop stay at home. But you have to also make sure people are on top of their mental and physical health, too, Um, because you can't just like, like there's a lot of things that people are learning as people are quarantining about their immune systems. And what happens when you're not exposed to shit outside? What happens to your immune system if you're not taking proper vitamins? If you're not, you know, loading up on C, vitamin C, vitamin D, et cetera. You you referenced uh, Van. I mean, uh, uh, Van. What's it? Van Lathan. Van Lathan. Uh-huh. You referenced Van Lathan and what what he's going through mentally. I'm sure he's not the only person feeling like that. Um, so it, it, it's like you have to make sure don't make it seem so easy because you live in a 5,000 square foot 
mansion with a pool and a fucking mall inside of your house. Like you got activities to do inside your house, man. Everybody ain't living like that. So to protect yourself from even getting hit with those type of um, that type of hate, cover all bases and make sure people have outlets and, you know, to make sure that their mental health is straight and also outlets to make sure that their physical health is straight. If you can cover as much ground as you can on those areas, then, I, then go for it. Then do the challenge, do all that shit. What you think? That makes sense. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. It's being fully committed to it. Not T.I. has to be careful not to wear himself thin of uh, being involved in too many issues just to where people start to roll their eyes when he starts to talk. And I do think that he he's, he plays a very important role in hip-hop. Uh, he's grown to that place. So I do think that like you said, he needs to take in full account everything that goes with it and make sure that people are taking care of themselves. The initiative includes examples of cooking with kids, uh, video gaming, playing cards, baking cookies, cleaning the garage, working out, parents reading to their kids, Netflix watch parties. It's anything that is fun, playful, comedic, as long as you stay at home while reminding people that hip-hop stay at home challenge so essentially they're going to be loaded up to the all deaf uh, digital platform and they're going to be playing different things and you'll see videos from ti royce jess blaze uh that's really the only baron davis tokyo jets mm -hmm. people like that so you're going to have people um uh, participating in it trying to get you to join in too uh but i agree with you like i said ti needs to show some have some skin in the game and i wouldn't mind it if um him somebody could like we get those daily press conferences from the president. I feel like somebody from hip hop should maybe take some initiative, do a daily little YouTube live stream, kind of like what mm. Tori doing, but not in a, uh, not as much fun in games, but just more so on a, uh, this was going on out there too, getting information, giving it out there to people that looks like us. I do feel like that there's a lane out there for someone to do that. Killer Mike, uh, David Banner, T.I. They tried that though. They tried they uh, Revolt. Revolt had the whole... Um, but man, that's on Revolt though. Roundtable joint. That was on YouTube too though. But uh, what okay. I'm saying is they're trying to bring awareness to it, but that, that gets shot down. It's like, y'all raising money. Where is it going to? Where's the specific? They need back. People, people won't super duper receipts you know what i'm saying for when when people do stuff when it when it comes to people who look like us and if they're not you know printing those receipts specific to exactly what somebody looking for then we discount it and it's like oh, okay them they, they niggas trying to get over they they're crossed right. over they're not really fucking with us so people are trying to talk about it ti just did a podcast with um he had somebody on there who's kind of like a, a little uh -huh. bit of a specialist in this area she's a journalist and she's kind of giving it from the media side of things and so, like, he's there's there are people who are doing stuff like that. People jumping on IG Live all the time with each other. Celebrities talking about this and talking to doctors and talking to different people. So, it, there's no literal person having a press conference every day. But it's it's information out here, though. It's definitely information out there. But I do mean a literal person having a press conference every day. All of those things are good. I think people should continue to do that. If you remove the funding part of it that we're doing this for or this donation proceeds to and just have conversations with people similar to uh the governor of new york cuomo like really what i think what people are missing now is not necessarily i think people are on edge about the receipts like you said but just communication just relax normal every day hey here's the information i'm not trying to scare you i'm just here to talk to you for 15 to 20 minutes i think that there is a lane for that to be done just on a daily basis where it's not based around a foundation or raising money it's only about the information and tuning in for 15 to 20 minutes just to get updates and information similar to like cuomo is doing in new york that's got him so much pull just in the black community hip-hop
style. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I can respect it. Uh, man, before we get to this my boy Kanye topic, I can't wait. God damn it. Oh, God. Billionaire, yay. Oh, God. Before we get to that, man, let's talk Travis Scott. Last Thursday, Travis Scott held the first of several virtual concerts on the popular game Fortnite. Uh, the concert saw a giant animated Scott in multiple scenes on land and even underwater. The concert drew in 12 million viewers. Now, as washed as we are, is this still big, little, or no deal? It's a big deal, man. Uh, Fortnite is the biggest gaming phenomenon that I've seen since, you know, I stopped playing video games other than, you know, we play Madden 2K and normal shit, but everybody plays Fortnite. I even downloaded it and tried it at one point. So for Travis Scott to tap into that generation, they, I read 12, I, excuse me, I read 12 to 26 million. Yeah, it might uh, get that way over the weekend. Yeah, so and, and visually, I seen some clips of it. It looked dope. Uh, they had Easter eggs in the game, like to help you in the game. And looking mm. for old maps on Fortnite, so that's drawing more people to it. Even if you really want to see Travis Scott, I think that this is what solidifies the superstar that Scott is. Like the the reason that people look at him and say he's got up next in the game because he's able to. Like had his broad stroke around so many different platforms, so many different genres. Like this is rap, yes, but it's still is it's being impacted like rock. Yeah. And then his music is is it's almost like you can't really it's fluid too. His music is fluid. Yeah. So with all of that being said, I think that he has a this right here, these things make it very easy for him to continue to grow his star and even surpass the people that we see as A listers now. Like J. Cole not getting on a Fortnite game. Like you got Drake not he Drake may be too old to do this. You know what I mean? Like there are only yeah. a few artists that can actually pull this off. And for him to do it and pull this many fans in solidifies his spot as the leader of the next generation, I think. It's a very big deal. Yeah, I think <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, Drake did something Fortnite related. I think he just might have was like, "Hey, I'm hopping on." And da, he da, hype beast. He was playing dude that was really good, and it's like a nigga named Ninja or some shit. Yeah, he called. And I think him and like Damian Lillard or some shit was all playing like a little battle or some shit. Yeah, yeah. He but you know, to he the extent beast. of a concert, it would that wouldn't make sense. It makes perfect sense for Travis Scott though, which is why it's a big deal. And it low key it might be a bigger deal for Fortnite. I'm gonna talk about that in a second, but. 12 million views, man, that's about an average Monday Night Football audience, um, which is crazy. Very creative play by Scott, and it was on brand, uh, especially now since everybody quarantined right now. Again, they need something to look at. I caught a few minutes of it uh, while it was going on. I didn't even know what was happening. Shout out to my guy, Brandon. He sent me a text like, man, you checking this shit out? Man, this shit dope. Like, it's making me a fan. I'm like, damn, let me check it out. He got to have kids. You talking about Tim Duncan? Yeah, absolutely. He got to have kids. He wasn't just watching for that. Absolutely, 100%. Shout out my guy, Tim Duncan. And that's, and that's <laughs> why I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know shit about this. But when I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is hard. It was um, He debuted a new song with him and Kid Cudi. Like, he's killing shit right now. He got the three different merch drops to go along with it. Like, this is just another building block um, in his brand and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And he's making all the right plays, whether it's with the Nikes or whether it's doing a video for Fortnite or whether it's a documentary on Netflix, Astro World Tour album, the whole nine. Like, he's killing shit. And I, he's the biggest rap star under 30, you know what I'm saying? Like, without question, in my opinion. And this just further solidifies it, man. I don't know anyone else on his level that could have done this and it would have made sense. Uh, Drake does it. It looks like a force. 
Um, Kanye does it. Looks like a force. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's perfect for him. That's a big look. But Fortnite, that's a big look for them, too, because it's showing that they're more than just a video game. Like, this isn't the first concert that they've done. They did one with some with a guy named Marshmello uh, last year, but it wasn't to this scale. But, like, this may be the future of in-home concerts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, this is similar to his stage stuff that he had at Astroworld, like, with the visual effects and shit. You just, instead of watching it, you know, in person, you watch it on the screen. So, this... This slick might be some Fortnite can kind of wedge they their foot in. I'm buying stock on Fortnite and Travis Scott right now. They both they both killing shit and will be killing shit for the foreseeable future, in my opinion. Nice. Just a little look at the numbers while you say this might be big for Fortnite. 250 million people play Fortnite on a yearly basis. That's wild. So, I mean, yeah, that's wild. They solidified where they at, I think. But I do love the fact that they aren't uh like they're not uptight about it like i, I like this the, the fact that travis scott is able to do a concert i remember we're of a different generation we're of a generation when people shied away from hip-hop and they didn't want it on or representing their brand like it wasn't mm-hmm. the most popular thing so we get to see this from a totally different light people used to run from this stuff like it, it didn't happen this way so i love to see it just from that aspect just from like drake when it's uh sprite or like mm-hmm. him uh travis scott when it's Fortnite, like these are the go-to people now. That wasn't the case always with hip hop, so I appreciate that part of it, especially if their base is 250 million. That's I do think nuts. that that's an interesting uh, aspect to add to it, though. Like, even for older gamers, like they could do something with 2K and start putting motherfuckers on there. Well, I know they got the features on there, but if you could do a 2K live performance at halftime or some yeah. shit like that, that'll be fly. I think that they can start looking into things to do like that. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. This is a brand new platform for people to take advantage of. And now they have to figure out how to do it for different genres of people within the video games. Like, this is for the kids, what they'll do for the older gamers and just stuff like that. Shout out to Travis Scott, man. That was a good look. I was Travis actually Scott, entertained man. from the shit that I was looking at. I was like, damn, this shit look kind of fly. I 100% knew you would be checking into that. <laughs> I, saw, I almost copped a t-shirt, God damn it, but I, was, I, I didn't do it. I didn't pull the trigger. That is funny. Uh, let's talk about another living legend. No. It is time for the topic, guys. Oh, Kanye Billionaire West. This is his new name. His new name is Kanye Billionaire West. Now, Forbes ran an article. No, actually... About- He's changing his name to Christian billionaire, Christian genius billionaire. So that's yeah, it. that ain't nothing. He don't need to do that. That ain't nothing right there. That, that that's why nobody is really caring about him making a billion. We are gonna talk about that in a second. Um, no, but Forbes ran a brand new article, kind of an update on the article that they did last year of him, kind of showing his Yeezy empire and what he's doing with his shoes and where he wants it to go. They did a follow up article, um, kind of officially. Uh, naming him a billionaire. Uh, they've got him valued at 1.25, just under 1.3. And the article broke down, you know, how they got to that number. Um, they broke down specific things that he made in different avenues, which we'll get to in a minute. But just to kind of kick things off, after checking out the article, do you think they painted Kanye in a favorable or an unfavorable light? I think that they were painting him in an unfavorable light. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it affects Kanye because we already know the type of person that he is. So nothing is surprising when they say he texted him repeatedly saying that he was shunned off the list and he demanded a recount and he sent in his paperwork. <laughs> like none of that stuff was surprising uh, <laughs> in that 
in in the sense of like we know who Kanye West is. We one hundred percent know those things happen. But even when they were made, like the dude was making little snide remarks, like even when they were saying uh, that we usually don't count the assets if they are self-counted. Like if the person sends it in their self with their yeah. own accounting, then they usually don't account for it that way. They said that, but then even in parentheses and quotes, they were like, probably half of it is his wife's anyway. <laughs> like it was just it was just small shit like that in the case, like. It just came off as if somebody had to write this and they really didn't want to. And they were trying to, you know, show, give Kanye some props for making it to, by their calculations and weird formula, a billion. And also shit on him at the same time for pushing them around and making them write the article. That's what I got from it. What'd you think? Yeah, the article almost came off like a backhanded compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying that he is officially at a, a billionaire, 1.25. But then they're also saying that Kanye has himself valued as something completely different. 3.3. They made sure to let you know that Kanye has himself at 3.3. <laughs> which is what somebody's way the fuck off. Like somebody forgot to carry the one. Billion off is crazy. That's like somebody did a miscalculation. So uh, it, it, it no, almost felt like billion. they're trying to make him sound like he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Um, so, uh, so it, look, it's a big deal when anytime anybody in hip hop hits that, that magic billion number. Uh, but it just, this one, it, like you said, man, it, and look, I understand they're saying that, Hey, some of these numbers came directly from him. They're, they're trying to be transparent because they're they trying were, to maintain they integrity in their reporting. So but they were they, being very direct as to where exactly. And, and in and, and some places, and I mean to cut you off, I'm sorry, but I just had to get it in. In some where they are giving people praises, they leave you to think about that as the reader. They don't leave you to say, well, they don't do the backhanded compliment shit to Jay-Z or other people that they put in here. I'll say that. That's what I meant to say. No, that's, that's fair. And But the, to also kind of be fair to that is maybe Jay-Z and them weren't texting them a thousand times a day. <laughs> Um, I mean, even the headline, even the headline of the article says Kanye West is now officially a billionaire, parentheses, and he really wants the world to know. It's like, okay, like, what, what y'all doing, man? Hold on, man. Like, what y'all, what y'all really by, doing, dude? This was written by a guy named Zach O'Malley Greenberg. Yeah, he's senior over. Senior editor at yeah, Media. He does the hip hop shit. Okay. He you does a lot of the hip hop shit. I think he's been on a couple of interviews, too. Okay. Um, so he's usually the face of this stuff. He's the same one that did the art, the interview with him in person last year, um, for Forbes. So mm-hmm. uh, listen, man, I, again, that's cool and all, but they did try to make him sound a little, you know, a, a little bit off his rocker a little bit and a little bit kind of obsessed with himself, even though I think we already, <laughs> we already knew right. that. We know but, that. And, that's my issue with the article. I wouldn't have not have read it at all uh, if we weren't talking about this at the time. You dropped this in the group chat. And like I, I find it ironic that they did run this story, but they went out of their way repeatedly, like you said, to give him backhanded compliments. They put him in a trio with President Trump and your boy from uh, Iran that killed the reporter. His mm. name, Prince Alawed bin Talib. Okay. Like they they put him in a trio with them being the top three people that are obsessed about you know their status and how much them being the only three people that called Forbes about the money that they were reportedly make. So these are the ones that cared. And I just 
it, it, it's weird that they pair him like that, even if it is what happened or that they were giving him all these backhanded compliments or even that they listed that the man had 696,000 in livestock, which I'm sure they meant to be funny and we'll get to later. But yeah. it was just a weird article overall. And I think that they more than anything brought into question the business practices rather than solidified his standing as a billionaire. Do, does yay making a billion does it hit the same as Diddy, Jay-Z, or Drake? Because those are the only other three right now in hip-hop that we know of. Yeah, those are the only three. Um, I don't think that, and this is going to sound like me hating because people know how I feel about Kanye, but I don't think that it holds the same power uh, that you would see. You see when Jay-Z made a billion or, or Puff made a billion. Like You can see those dudes' plays as to where they're even lining up to. Um, maybe about NFL teams on TV networks, like mm. big boy plays that we would consider an American industry. And I'm not knocking what Kanye West is doing, but I feel like that there's always this doubt that's cast with him because of what he's doing. Like the sporadicness of it, like the, the constant rants and outbursts. The reason that Forbes was able to take this skeptical stance is because we've seen it so much in the past of the outbursts and how that stuff has affected his business and kind of almost taken him down. A lot of mm-hmm. people we know have have changed their opinion of Kanye West to his uh, affiliation with Trump or his his uh, drive to get into fashion out of music. Like a lot of people waver on him. So when you're talking about billions the most important thing, you read a lot of books about this. I do, too. We look at a lot of people that have a lot of money. All of them preach consistency. All of them preach getting up every day, doing the similar thing to you get. Like, the process is what pays you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that people have a lot of faith in Kanye West sticking to a particular process for a long enough time to capitalize off of these projections. Like, this shoe stuff got to continue to work for 10 more years for that billion thing to work out. It's projected that way. And I don't think that people are that safe in their thinking like I wouldn't tell Kanye West a football team even if he had a billion dollars I wouldn't say that about <laughs> Jay-Z or Kanye I mean I wouldn't say that about Jay-Z or Puffy though just because it it, it comes with a different setting and standard just based off who those guys were before they made it to a billion what do you think yeah no I agree and I, I don't think this hits the same as the news did when Dre got it or Jay-Z got it or Diddy got it I, I don't think it hits the same and Mm-hmm. A lot of people are, are turned off by him, you know, in the recent years due to his outspokenness. Um, and, and I also feel like with Jay and Puff specifically, you we were there step by step with the journey mm-hmm. and we felt like it was coming. Like that felt almost like overdue because they had been hustling for decades and we were like, hey, man, like, dude, like they inching. We saw the Forbes every year. Right. Every year those were the top two. And they were inching toward that billion number. When they finally hit it, it was almost like it was like we made it to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? Like you were rooting for them. Mm-hmm. People are rooting for Kanye right now for one, one of whichever reason you can pick one. You know what I'm saying? Like There's a lot of them. Yeah, whether it's it's the Trump. I think it, personally, I think the Trump shit has has really hurt his brand um, with a lot of people of our generation. That the kids don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit about that. But yeah. people in our generation, that hurt his brand. And yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I would, if that hadn't happened, I may have probably one pair of Yeezys. But yeah, me fair. already not feeling a way about him and really not being a big fan, it was easier. You hit the nail on the head there. It was easier for me to say after that Trump shit, you know what? No, 
I spend my money somewhere else. Yeah, because I don't, that, I don't really need them that bad. They cool. They look all right. I can. No, I, they fire. They're fire. I, be, I cannot be a hater. I cannot be a hater and say that they look okay. I would rock them, but just because of who they associated with, I'm good. If so, you yeah, wore you creative gotta, Rex, then you would wear Yeezys, my friend. I rocked them creative Rex too. I was a legend in those. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Ask Ramadan up at hang time about me and them creative ricks. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that so Ye did that to himself. He's doing that to himself. This isn't getting a lot of well, it, it's getting news, but it, it's not hitting the same on Twitter and, and Instagram like you think it would. It's basically the same people that have been riding for him that think every color of the Yeezys are amazing. The same people that wave the Yeezy flag are the same ones trying to pump this and everybody else isn't necessarily catching on to it. Um, and then plus, when, especially when you read an article, it seems like, like you said before, Ye was like slick peer pressure in Forbes <laughs> into saying it. So it doesn't seem authentic. Yeah, it didn't seem. It, it wasn't like, man, we got to get this Ye interview because we've done with numbers and he he's at a billion. It was like, man, this nigga calling me again, talking right. about this interview that I don't want to do. Exactly. But yeah. like it's quarantine, so like I slick, got to write something. Right. I may as well. It is Kanye West. Uh, okay, dude, cool. That's that that hurt. That's hurting him a little bit, but it's still it's still a big deal. And and if you look at some of the numbers, because we like to break some of the numbers down. Um, they said what his kind of his assets are looking like. He's got about 50 million in cash and stocks, um, 3.8 million in vehicles, several hundred thousand in livestock, 90 million off of music. Um, did anything? Oh, and he owns 100% of the Yeezy brand and he gets a 14% royalty from Adidas, um, each year. So if you do the math on that, um, after his expenses come out of that, it's about 11%. Yeezy made on Joe, man. Oh, I don't know what his royalty is. I think it might be similar. It's ten percent. Oh, it's ten percent. Okay, we talked about it. Yeah, we've talked about it several times before it being about. I mean, he may have more now, but over the years we've discussed it it being ten percent. So it's similar to what Jordan did, and that's saying a lot. No, see, that's the The thing that people leave out though. though. He owns a hundred percent of Yeezy. Jordan doesn't own Jordan brand, and he still gets a royalty. There would be a lot for him. Per this article, I don't know. I don't want to sound like some expert or something, but this article is making it seem like it would be a lot for him to be able to own 100, well, get 100% of the profits from Adidas. Well, no, that's that's the difference, though. Him him owning, and I had had to make a phone call because I didn't understand this shit either. Let me be very clear. I had had to phone a friend. Please break it down. (laughs) So... Him owning 100% of Yeezy is almost like uh, Jeezy owning CTE, right? Mm-hmm. Adidas distributes and um, and they kind of, they, they create the, the product the same way kind of Def Jam would do CTE. The only difference is since Kanye was so hot coming out of that Nike deal and people mm-hmm. were, it was a bidding war that people were trying to sweeten the pot like crazy. And so Adidas being pretty much irrelevant, they sweetened it by giving him, okay, look, after all is said and done and the profits are in, we'll give you 14% of that. You know what I'm saying? That's it just basically that way, profit You ain't got to take care of nothing. You ain't got to take care of no expenses. You ain't got to have no warehouse. You ain't got to do these things. Right. All you got to do is put your name on it. He still has to take care of some of his expenses that come out of that 14%. It's so, not a lot. If I'm understanding this correctly, the deal is... Okay, boom, I had this idea. 
with the Yeezy shoes, the Yeezy shoe idea took off. I could go make them and make a lot more money, but it's going to cost me a lot more money too. I don't have that capital. Hey, Adidas, y'all got the capital. Y'all know I'm hot out here. Yep. Give me 100% ownership, but it's, I'll give y'all the 85% profit. Give me my 15% of a billion dollars industry. Right. Okay. That ain't a bad deal. Like, I, I, no, I would that's, that, Nigga, that's impossible. That's a P deal, dog. Like, that. True. I mean, yeah. I, Nike like, wouldn't nothing. even give him a shoe. Like, they wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't True. Do that. It's Nike the, is <laughs> never giving anybody that shit, dog. But, but you know, the thing about it and the problem I think that people have, or well, I won't even say the problem. The reason that Kanye West isn't coming off correctly with all of this stuff tying to is because how you and I just had that conversation about, hey, this is how this works. There are going to be people that text you, call me and say, man, that was dope. I understand this more. Kanye West would rather talk about him being uh, the whatever we call said he was going to change his name to or Walt Disney or you recognizing his greatness. People want to know about the fucking process. Tell us how you're doing this stuff. Like the the reason this article is good, and I am glad I read it because of that formula and how it was breaking down the um the ten percent thing. And when they were talking yep. about that, and even like I said, the conversation that we just had, you said you had to make a phone call. No, I understand it a lot more, and that's fascinating. Yeah. And if Kanye West were doing interviews talking about this is how I did this with Adidas and this is why I'm going to make a whole lot of money and this and that, like that would be dope, even in a bragging sense of how he does it, but just giving me some more information as opposed to, ah, oh, y'all don't fuck with me, y'all don't recognize my genius. No, nigga, we trying to figure it out. Help us. Explain this shit to us as opposed to bitching. That's, and, and maybe it's a situation where that's something he can do along down the line. P maybe didn't come out and it. say he was getting 85-15. Well, he, he said it in some yeah, records, he did though. It. Shit, Pete yeah, he he was telling everybody that That's listened true. how he did that shit. That's true, baby, he did. Baby, the only reason that Baby has been able to stick around with how he's robbed people out of their money is because people look at him as a source of independent pride because people know the deals that he's got and how he's been able to, like, Baby's really one of the only people that's been in his position for 30 years. And yep. the only reason, one, because he doesn't pay people, and two, because he's always been very open about his process. And people know that, like, well, people respect the fact of what that business is built off of. People that hide their process and want to talk about everything else, they're kind of, they, you look at them like Kanye West. Did any of these numbers jump out to you as surprising at all? I was surprised he had $3 million in cars. I don't believe like that. That's two Bugattis. What are we talking about? Kanye don't got Bugattis, though. Like, he's driving them ugly-ass Tesla trucks. I guess you got to pay early for them. That definitely, so I, is that a Tesla? Yeah, I think this is a modified version. I don't well, They said that. he also had, in this in this uh, article, it also said he had a tank. So I guess I shouldn't be that surprised either. Yeah. Uh, so if I had to pick another one, it would be the uh, the amount of what he's on the hook for, the mm-hmm. liabilities that they called him, which was at $100 million. And I think people, another fascinating part of it for me is that kind of gives you an idea as to why some of these celebrities work so hard. Yes, they make a lot of money, and and that's good money that he's making, but you still own the hook for money that you owe, money that you've taken out to be this big and to be able to make this amount of money. So that's why you got to do concerts, release merch. Like I think that some people may assume that you just add on to a stack of money. Like you got to go a long time and paying off that debt before you really get to enjoy it. So seeing that he owes $100 million and how he's going to handle that with new marketing plans and 
new material and making money off of music and whatever he decides to do forward. That's interesting to me. So that number is very interesting. What and that's, that's why he said it was so difficult to get off the ground. You need liquid cash yeah. to burn through to build a, your own fucking polo. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, if you it's do it tough. Right. And so Adidas handles the manufacturing and the distribution end of it, which lightens the load. And the nigga's still at 100 million in liabilities. Like, that's, that's all yeah. he was saying the entire fucking Sway interview, dude. But it, it makes sense, though, because, like, and this may sound like I'm shitting on Master P, but the difference between Percy Miller clothing and Polo is that, that liquid cash. Polo, like, when Kanye was telling Sway, it ain't that Ralph, though, he wasn't really just talking about the name Polo. Like, it's the quality of the material, how sure. it looks, the design, where it comes from. Being liquid allows Polo to be able to get the top of those things. It allows Gucci to be able to get the top of those things. So that's, you're right, 100% what he meant when he says that, like, I, I can't, y'all are holding me out from this. And then when, when Sway is like, man, put your own t-shirt out, dude. Like, yeah. yeah, I can, but it ain't that Ralph, though. Right. And I'm trying to do that Ralph. Like, what Kanye is trying to get people to understand it. I'm a Ralph Lauren type nigga. And y'all trying to get me to be... Uh, P. Miller, Percy Miller, uh, P. Miller clothing, and no, not the Master P. I know how we feel about him, but it's just not what Kanye wants. The number that stood out to me was the number of cash. 56. Seventeen million cash. Well, with the stocks, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Thirty-eight million, thirty-five million in stocks, which I mean, essentially, he could hit a button and sell it tomorrow, technically. Right, and get about thirty of it. Right, but seventeen million in cash. Is that a lot or not nah, a lot? If I, man, I, if I know billion, we talked about this before. If I'm yeah. worth 1.3 billion, I gotta have, I gotta be able to access more than 17 million, man. Fuck that. I'm sorry. Bro, I got know, to. You know many, there's no way that you would be able to, because you, you can't keep me. all of that money nowhere. Like the reason, from what I understand and reading, and I don't know, just like I'm not an expert. Talk to your financial advisors about this. Sure. The reason, like someone like Kanye wouldn't have, like you, even you're not gonna have when we make it multiple millions of dollars at, on hand, because you have to pay taxes on that. So I'm not going to be able to report these 15, 20 millions. You can cut this part out. <laughs> That's why you have in the stocks. islands. Yeah, it's in stocks. Mm-hmm. Or it's just, I'm not reporting it at all. Like, well, yeah, no, that. like, they have ways to do that. And once we're rich, we'll be able to find those out. And Marty Bird will let you know, too, on Ozark. But I just think that, not to say Kanye West is breaking any laws, but I don't believe that seven. You you can't keep a lot more than that much money anywhere. Like ain't no bank, ain't no happening in no bank. Offshore accounts popping. Yeah, you don't report that though, so they wouldn't know about that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my, anyway, I thought okay, okay, okay. so. They would they wouldn't know if he had forty million in the Cayman Islands. Like as far as he's concerned, oh yeah, I got these seventeen. So the Rick Ross voicemail was false as well. <laughs> one million percent. Or Rick Ross is one of the dumbest people with money on the planet. <laughs> Nobody's putting that in the, like a bank account. You put that shit in a forex and make money than more money than that too. <laughs> Not the yay man. I need everybody to check this article out. Put some respect on Kanye's name. You, people just need to sit back and just look. There's a there's a video. Matter of fact, there's a video that sums up why his shoes are popular. And I promise you, it's only like twelve minutes. Y'all need to watch that shit. It's CNBC. Eleven minutes too long. May. Uh, no, <laughs> CNBC make it Yeezy. Just type that in on YouTube, 
and watch it. For those who look at his shoe and be like, man, I'm ugly, man. I don't understand. Why are they so popular? Can you give us the gist of it? I mean, it, it, it's just, it's basically his, he, you know, he has a story just like everybody else that's successful. And his story is what he tried to do with Nike, they wouldn't let him. Nike mm. was, Nike's the big dog. They don't give anybody any type of real deals like that. Like, because they have the, they believe that they have the leverage and that they're bigger than one person, which is they fine. Do. They are. So they wouldn't let him cook like that. Like they were trying to break off little pieces of breadcrumbs and shit, but they wanted, but you get all that cool factor you get from having a nigga like Kanye that come, that cachet comes with it. That shit is priceless, but they didn't want to pay him anything. So he left and went to Adidas where they were going to give him the keys to the, to the, to the, to the range, so to speak. Like they're going to let him do him. And he was able to, the way he releases the shoes, the way he, you know, some of them are exclusive. Some of them aren't. He's got a shoe. He's got a billion dollar shoe brand with no logo. There's no logo on the fucking shoes, dude. If anybody else was doing this, niggas would be talking about how like genius it is, dog. So like, yeah. just pay attention to that. There's no jump, man. You know what I'm saying? There's no Nike swoosh. The niggas got a. He's at 1.3 billion in like four years, nigga, with no logo. That's all I'm saying is just peep what he's doing. Take what you can from it and apply it to your own hustle. That's all I'm saying. Fuck his political views and all that shit. Just take, pick and choose the hustle pieces because there's stuff there. That's all. Unfortunately, political views sell shoes too. So you can't separate the two, but that's a good point. And I am a lot more open now since he, as he is setting up, like he ain't been everywhere. He ain't been doing all of this stuff. You do, or you're a lot more open to reading things like this and taking it in. And you're like, oh, that's good. Like I ain't rooting against Kanye. I just ain't rooting for him. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> fair enough. Y'all let us know what y'all think, man. Facebook, uh, go to the rap chat. Let us know. Big deal for Yay. Are you rooting for Yay? Are you rooting against him? Are you indifferent? Are you over it? Or do you wish he'd go away? Do you want the old Kanye back? All of that good shit. Um, what we got? We got some wins and some losses, man. What we got? We definitely got some wins and some losses, man. The first W is going to go out to Birdman, Eminem, Big Sean, Little Dirt. And Ludacris. Yeah. All of those guys came and stepped up for COVID-19 relief. Birdman, he went and offered to pay rent off of New Orleans residents. Sean and Luda, they raised 300000 for the Boys and Girls Clubs. Eminem, he sent stimulus packages out to DJs. Mm. And Dirk, he provided free meals for those in need in Chicago. Man, shout out to Hip Hop for stepping up during the COVID. And I can, you could argue Hip Hop should be doing more than this than telling people to stay at home. However, I think whatever, if as long as it's good you know, for everybody and there's good intent behind it, then there you go. Because at least with these, everything you name with these people went to something specific. Um, shout out to Luda and, and Big Sean specifically for me because Boys and Girls Club was big in my upbringing. And it, when I get on, you're going to be seeing that coming from Realville Foundation or whatever the fuck we're going to call it because Boys and Girls Club was big. So it's just good to see those are receipts that are going to specific entities that need it. Super dope. Super dope for hip-hop on that one. Very dope, man. And we continue, like Boys and Girls Club did play a vital part. I remember paying them the 25 a week to go up and school you niggas in hoops. Oh, my God. Definitely remember that, man. Another W goes out to that fan in Nashville, man. I don't have a name. I hope you do, or at least we have a clip. 
Uh, this made me smile this week. The video went viral. Nat DMX is in Nashville recording his album, brand new album. And he was caught on Jefferson over there in the hood, man. And my girl had to do a U-turn in the GT to pull up <laughs> on DMX and let him know how she felt about it, man. Did you see this? What did you think? Trust, right? You need a goddamn picture. Melissa, give me a goddamn picture. Turn up. Huh? I gotta get a goddamn picture. I made a whole goddamn U-turn. Melissa, give me a goddamn picture, goddamn. What these pictures want from a nigga motherfucker, we still ain't figured out. Oh, shit, this shit getting out of hand. Melissa, oh, I gotta get my, I gotta get my picture with DMX. I made a U-turn in the GC. I said, that's good. Wait a minute, but listen, this shit. Get the whole goddamn thing with us. Hold on. This shit getting out of hand, girl. And the best part of the clip. I'm talking about the absolute best part. I had to do a U turn. U turn in GT was my favorite. My favorite was she got it. She said, "What these bitches want from a nigga? We still trying to find out." I said, "Ooh." Wait, I was did did that? Did the music was that on the clip or did she have that playing when she pulled up? No, I think somebody was playing that on the clip. Oh, I thought she had that. I thought she had that playing. I was say, "Well, she's super cold for that." Hey, but this, I ain't gonna lie though. If this was if it wasn't for cell phones, I'd have thought this was old. First of all, she was hyped like the song just came out yesterday two he had on a fubu shirt and the throwback tims on i was like dude what year is this she looked like she was straight out of 2009 too that's what i'm saying <laughs> nigga where he find a fubu shirt at too man dmx had this since he was hot nigga. <laughs> nigga that's funny man much props to him and his uh, album coming up out of nashville man a lot of good a lot of recording goes on there a lot of people i don't know if they know or not but yeah, the music city they call it that for a reason guys that's true the right down Broadway. Uh, w the Mob Deep. Twenty five years ago, they dropped Infamous, mm -hmm. said to be one of the greatest group albums of all time. You agree? Disagree? Where you stand on that Mob Deep Infamous album? Yeah, I'm not a fan. However, it is widely recognized as being a classic, so uh, I'll take the masses' word for it. However, I'm not a big fan of it. But shout out to them. Rest in peace, Prodigy. Maybe one day. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll give it a for real deal deep dive and, and run it, but I doubt it. I'm not a fan of Mob Deep like that. Uh, Prodigy has ripped it maybe three times with all due respect. <laughs> and I don't think Havoc can rap, even though he got them beats, though. I don't think he can rap. So I, I, it's a skip for me, but people swear by this project. So yeah, 25 years is 25 years, man. Salute. Man, shout out to Mom Dukes, man. I remember making a... Um... A Christmas list in '95. It's probably like it was the last Christmas that nigga was getting stuff. So it's like she stuffed it with CDs and shit. And I remember writing this on there. And she rolled her eyes at this shit and didn't buy it. And she <laughs> she blessed me when I <laughs> would not provide me with this busura of an album. Nobody like I just I've never understood the the, the relevance. Well, not the relevance, but just like. The uh, people that saying my beat was cold. It's a New York thing, I guess. But shout out to them and Infamous. Congratulations on that album. Absolutely, but man. What you got to put me on? This week, man, I want to put you on back in the TV game. I know everybody's binging. Axel Rod, Axe Cap, and all those guys. My boy Wags are back this week. Mm. Billions premiere is Sunday. Y'all check out Billions on Showtime. So definitely looking forward to enjoying that. What you got me to put on this week? I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm looking, I'll, I'll be tuned into that billion. Week to week. That's, I'm, it's going to get on my nerves having to watch it week to week. Yeah. But I, not, but I don't want to wait either, though. Yeah, exactly. I, don't, I ain't going to wait. <laughs> um, I'm going to put you on a new book. 
Okay. Did you know 50 Cent dropped a book today? I did not. I had no idea. It's called Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Mm. Uh, came out today. We're recording this on the 28th. This is his first book since the 50th Law, which I lo- absolutely loved. Uh, now, he had a cheat code, Robert Greene, right there with him. So I don't know if this is going to hit the same. But I'm in the, I'm in the uh, market for a new book. So I may check out this uh, 50 Cent Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Um, see what he's hitting on. That's dope. Did you know? Mentioning that, did you know Fifty Cent has one, two, three, four, five, six books? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, well, he, he's well, no, well, like maybe I this, did though. He's got the um, the Fifty of Law. This one, he's got the like the biography or the autobiography. And there's something called Formula Fifty. It's a six week workout book. He's oh, got no, one called. He's got one called Playground. No idea what that's about. Is that a fiction uh, book? There, he has a series of fiction books with the writer Quan. Uh, blow like based off his song the ski mask way and the diamond district who knew these came out in 2007 i might check them out no skips (laughs) trash i'm here for 50 talking business though all day every day hustle hardest one yeah you let me know how that is um i mean if he i wonder if he's talking i check the audio book out yeah you're right about that if it's him reading it that could be funny yeah i might check that out um man hey another week in the books uh again on deck tv podcast on instagram um be man y'all be safe out here if you want to go out fuck it go out i don't give a shit i'll be in the career the mall is opening up this weekend i'm not hitting it um i can get everything i need online anyway so y'all have fun if y'all do decide to uh man let me know how the mall look when you go I will not be there, but definitely appreciate you guys checking us out, man. We're going to do all we can to keep you entertained during this, and we'll see you on the back end. Yes, sir. We out.